Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, I really want you to listen and share this message today. The background noise is a little bit problematic. However, it is the most powerful message, I believe, on the face of the planet today. Bear with me. It's a long message. Maybe you can download a podcast player that increases the speed to 1.2 or 1.25. But I'm telling you the truth. God is relaying the mystery of the gospel that we are the sons of God. We are the sons of and daughters of God. Religion has resisted this from time immemorial. The devil contested our likeness with God in the Garden of Eden. He said to Adam and Eve, did God really say that you would die? He said, if you eat the fruit, you will be like God. Now, remember that contest, that contest was also mentioned in Isaiah 14, which mentions the fall of Lucifer, who may or may not have been called Hallel before he fell. And Hallel was an angel, a cherubim, and Satan was kicked out of heaven. And then he became the accuser of the brethren. But Isaiah records that he was kicked out of heaven for wanting to make himself to be like the Most High. Satan said in his heart, I will be like the Most High. And it was for this reason. And it was because of iniquity being found in him. But don't get religious on me. This is not a religious podcast. This is about the power of God. Why don't you have the power of God? Why don't you and I, you know, walk on water and see signs and wonders? Well, we do from time to time. And often it feels like, you know, we want that to happen more often. But I'm telling you the truth. God is restoring the kingdom message to the church. The late Miles Monroe said that he believed that the church was back at the point that it was in 140 AD when Jesus had spent 40 days with the disciples explaining the kingdom of God. And for 140 years, we preached that message and there were, the world was turned upside down. But have we forgotten that message? That's why I'm calling it the Kingdom Dynamics Podcast because I believe that we have been preaching a form of godliness that denies its power. A form of what? Of godliness. What's godliness? It literally means being like God. So God said to Adam and Eve, he said, I made you in my image. 
You are my children. You are like me. So the very thing that Satan wanted, the very thing that he was kicked out of heaven for wanting, God created us to be. And when you read the Gospels of John and Jesus Christ and and, and the whole New Testament, it says that Jesus Christ is the firstborn of many brethren. It says that he is the second Adam. The first Adam was the dominator of the earth. The first Adam was made in the image of God. In other words, he was like God. He was just like God. In fact, if you're religious, it says made in the image and likeness of God in his similitude. And so the Bible says that the earth was given to man. The Bible says heaven is the Lord's, but the earth he has given to man. We are literally the landlords. We are the managers of the earth. And if you look at Revelation 22, God wants to walk with man. He walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. He walked with Enoch. He walked with Moses. He wants to have not only a relationship with you, but he wants to dominate the earth together. The New Jerusalem says that God's place will finally be with man on the earth. Remember, we never fell from heaven. Man was created on the earth. Satan fell from heaven. God, he said, is his throne is in heaven. But man, we never fell from heaven. We fell from dominion. <laughs> we literally fell from our relationship with God. What did we lose? Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. And religion has taught us to interpret that we fell from heaven, that somehow we lost our ticket to heaven. You know, that like that man on the cross next to Jesus, today you will be with me in paradise. Well, paradise is a real place, but, but Jesus came to raise up many sons to glory it says in Hebrews. It says in 1 Corinthians 2 that he wants to give us his glory. Jesus said that to the Father, he prayed to the Father that you and I would have the glory that he had in the beginning. So what if religion, which is literally stealing your glory, the religious spirit is saying you can be a child of God and go to heaven, but you can't be a son of God and bring heaven to earth. So I really love and respect Bill Johnson and other people who have started to lay this foundation. But if you listen to this message and bear with me because there's a very poor recording quality and I'm sorry, but sometimes the Holy Spirit just needs to get it out. You know, Paul wrote some of those letters in prison, but he got them out. And so bear with me, listen to this message and share it. Or even better, why don't you preach it? Why don't you write your own you know, blog post? Why don't you write your own article and post it? Tell people that the kingdom of heaven has arrived.
Hey guys, this is Jonathan again, just bringing you another message, another revelation about the Kingdom of God. The short history is I was born again by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that we are born of the Spirit, not of man's will or of a woman, but of God. And you see, why did Jesus receive the blessing from the Father that, that He is His Son and that God is well pleased with Him? when he was water baptized well there are many scholars interpretation of this verse but my interpretation from the father is that Jesus was born again that day you know Isaiah chapter 9 says that unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and we know that Jesus is referred to both the son of God and the son of man he was fully man and fully God and I really believe that he was born again that day that he was born again filled with the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit came upon him now I know that you know there are lots of discrepancies in Scripture for example John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit from birth John the Baptist but then Jesus said he wasn't even in the kingdom of God because he said, since, the, since John the Baptist until now, the, the kingdom suffers violence and the violent take it by force. But he also said that John the Baptist, that the least in the kingdom was greater than John the Baptist. So John the Baptist wasn't even in the kingdom. So this isn't important for today's message, but we know that Jesus breathed the Holy Spirit on the disciples. So they received the Holy Spirit because he commanded them saying, receive the Holy Spirit yet then on the day of Pentecost he said that they received power so I actually believe there's a difference between receiving the Holy Spirit and therefore receiving authority and eternal life because Jesus said to those disciples rejoice not that the demons submit to you but rejoice that your name is written in heaven so we know that their names were written in heaven in the Lamb's Book of the Living. But we also know that the Bible says that your name can be blotted out of the Lamb's Book of the Living. So many are called and few are chosen. And I think that Christianity is really simple. We need to follow. I said follow Jesus. If we're following him, then we're not going where we want to go. It's really basic, but it's really hard. I said in my podcast and in my journal and in my Facebook group Kingdom Dynamics page that the narrow road is only wide enough for one man and that man is Jesus so when we walk the narrow road we need to be in him there's no room for ourselves on the narrow road and so what I'm saying is God was pleased with Jesus and he said this is my son now obviously Jesus always eternally was the son of God but I believe that that moment he received the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit remained on him and in a sense he was born again because the Bible says that we are born not of the will of man or of woman in John but of God and so we are born of God and Jesus that day Yes, he was God. Yes, he was born, you know, of a virgin as a son of man. But I really believe that that day, 
God demonstrated him as the son of God. And so this is the secret of the kingdom. This is the secret of the gospels is that we are the sons of God. We are the sons and daughters of God. You've got to remember that religion does not want you to know that you are the sons and daughters of God. Religion and politics want to have control over you. Everything that's happening in the world right now is antichrist. A lot of it is religion. A lot of it is politics. See what the spirit of antichrist is doing. He's taking over various systems. Now there have been antichrist systems in the past. Really, the Bible says that the whole world is under the sway of the evil one. The word world is cosmos, which means the order of things. So Paul was saying, and John was saying, and Jesus was saying that, that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He's the ruler of this world. So the world is the system and order of things. So what is he talking about? He's talking about economics is under Satan. He's talking about education is under Satan. So there's no surprise that these things are happening in the world today, economically, politically. But what's happening is the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of lawlessness, is trying to take over and really integrate all of these world systems for the mark of the beast to occur, for the rise of the Antichrist, for the great deception. Now remember, 1 Thessalonians says that God will send a great delusion so that they do not believe the truth. So I'm saying to you that the Bible says that those who are led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons of God. So don't be led by the news, don't be led by the media, don't be led by the prophets, although we listen to the prophets, but we test the prophets. Just because I perform signs and wonders or miracles or you feel good doesn't mean that I'm speaking the truth. The truth is clearly evident. The truth is Jesus. The truth is the life of Jesus. He walked in love. So, but we are led by the Spirit of God. We're not led by the prophets. We love the prophets. We listen to the prophets. And I believe God does nothing except he first reveals it by the prophets. But right now, you cannot be deceived. You need to be led by Jesus. You need to be led by the Word of God. You need to be really daily reading the Word of God. You need to snap yourself out of lethargy and a lazy life. And you need to be forcing yourself, if need be, to get in the Bible, open the Bible and read it. I was reading today. I absolutely fell in love with the Passion Translation. But I was reading today 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and 2 and 3. But in particular, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and 2 was so beautiful. You know, you can actually stop and commune with God as you read the Word. As you read, you can receive. I actually believe that the Selah moments are interventions by the Holy Spirit for you as a spirit man to drink. So whenever you see a Selah in the Bible, don't skip over it. The Holy Spirit has put that for you and me to drink. So when you are reading the Bible, it is a spiritual book. When you are reading the Bible, it is spiritual food. You may not physically feel it, but as you read the Bible, your spirit is drinking. And if you are in tune with the Holy Spirit, if you want to, you can actually stop and feel 
your spirit drinking. I'm telling you the truth. You can feel your spirit drinking. So I'm reading today, for example, in 1 Corinthians. And it says, it says here in chapter 1, here it says, For you have been made pure, set apart in the anointed one, Jesus. And as I read the word pure, I felt clean. It was like something inside of me recognized the word pure. Something inside of me felt a connection, a familiarity. I connected with the revelation. And the reality is that no one can come to the Father except he draws him to himself. So Jesus has willed for you to know him. And you have responded appropriately. And it's the same with the Holy Spirit. He wants to reveal Jesus to you. He is revealing Jesus to you. He's making the word alive. So as I'm reading this word, and as you read any part of the Bible, I want you to stop and drink. Close your eyes for a moment. You know, if it takes you all day to read one verse, that's fine. If it takes you all year to read one chapter, that's fine. So as I'm reading 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says, I'm writing this letter addressed to the community of God. As soon as I read community, it reminded me of family. It reminded me, this is, it's like meditating on the word. It reminded me of my love for the church. It reminded me that we're called to bear with each other. The Bible says in 1 Peter that those of us who are strong should help those and tolerate and bear with those who are weak. And we are part of a community of God. And I felt the love. And so I stopped and my spirit started to receive from the Holy Spirit. Now, this is actually where the kingdom is. The kingdom is within you. So you want there to be breakthrough in your life. You want there to be finances. You want there to be favor. But all of these riches, all of these blessings are already in you. See, Jesus said that it's the rivers of living water flowing from within you. Peter says that you already have these things in abundance. He said you need to add to your faith knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and brotherly kindness love. And it sounds like a really big effort. But then he says you've already got all of these things. You have them. They're called the Holy Spirit. They're in you. And so he goes on and he says, May, may joyous grace and endless peace be yours continually. So we keep receiving and receiving in our spirit. Um, going ahead into chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians here. So, oh my God, the power of the cross. He, this is just so amazing. Oh, thank... To preach the message of the cross seems like sheer nonsense to those who are on their way to destruction. So this is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 18 in the Passion Translation. But to us who are on our way to salvation, it is the mighty power of God released from within us. So there you go again. The, the power of God is within you. But what happens is, I believe there's a blockage and it's your mind. And it's your emotions. So your, I guarantee your will and your emotions don't, do not, will not align by default with the Word of God. I guarantee you your circumstances will not align with the Word of God. Your feelings will be contrary to the Word of God. Everything. Because 
you're living in this broken, fallen world. We were never meant to die. We were never meant to not have a relationship with Jesus. That's why it says in the Psalms and in 1 John that we, when we die, we will see him for who he really is. The Bible says that we long for our resurrection bodies. We long for heaven. We long to be glorified with Jesus Christ. So your spirit knows God. Your spirit is thirsty for God, hungry for God. But I believe it's possible to live 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years as a Christian and never grow spiritually. We need to be growing spiritually because you live in your mind, you live limited, but you are not limited. You need to believe God and believe his words as a choice above your feelings, above your environment, above your circumstances. Listen, everything will be against you. As soon as you start to preach the gospel, as soon as you start to seek first the kingdom, in fact, as soon as you're born again, everything is against you. Even praying the Lord's Prayer is a violent act of war. It is an act of, of intervention. It's going to DEFCON 1. It's going to DEFCON 2. As soon as you pray, your kingdom come, on earth there is another kingdom that needs to be removed if your if god's kingdom is coming on earth think about this if you are standing on the earth as an ambassador of the kingdom of god and you say out loud that you want jesus's kingdom to come on earth then the devil knows that you have just moved his kingdom out of the way so even praying the lord's prayer is an act of war so your very presence is an act of war. In fact, the devil hates you. He hates you so much because you represent God. In fact, when he sees you, he sees God. That's just the truth. When the devil sees you, he sees God because you are one with Christ. You are in Christ and Christ is in you. You are hidden in Christ Jesus. When are you and I and the church going to get over this? This is the reason Jesus was crucified. He was crucified because he made himself to be like God. He was crucified because he said that God was his father. He was crucified because he did the works of God. Jesus told us that we need to walk as Jesus walked. 1 John says we need to walk as Jesus walked. We need to live as Jesus lived. Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so I am sending you, and greater works will you do. So Jesus pissed off the devil because he destroyed the devil's works. Jesus pissed off the Pharisees because he was like God. And if you look in the Bible, everything has to do with our glory. Everything has to do with our fullness. Everything has to do with our likeness with God. You see, the Bible says in Romans that all creation is longing for the sons of God to be revealed. Hebrews chapter 2 says, In bringing many sons to glory. In bringing you to glory. So the Bible says that Christ in us is the hope of glory. And I think that we have missed the point we have missed the gospel. We have missed the kingdom. The kingdom is power. 
and love and a sound mind. The kingdom is power in the Holy Ghost. It's not wise sounding words. You've received a spirit of power because you are made in the image of God. The image of God is a man who is living in dominion. The Bible says that the earth was given to man. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in the Passion Translation explains this mystery of glory. He says, we continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from God, hidden before now in a mystery. What's this wisdom? What's this mystery? It is that we are the sons of God and that we are being glorified, that we are just like God. That's right, I said it. We are just like God on the earth. Do you want your children to be just like you? Of course you do, and even greater than you. Jesus said, we will do greater works. Now, I know he also said that no student is greater than his teacher. I'm not saying that we're uh, you know, higher than God in authority. No, our authority comes from submission, but I'll, I'm, I'm gonna get into that later. 1 Corinthians, don't miss the point because of your religious spirit and religious mindset, because you, I, I struggled to really grasp this because it's too good to be true. Is there, do you ever wonder why you don't walk in power? Do you wonder why you find that you're frustrated? Do you wonder why it takes so long for your prayers to be answered? Why does God's word seem so good, but then your life circumstances most of the time don't seem to happen? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because religion and politics constrain the kingdom. Jesus said that, he said, Beware of the yeast or teaching of the Pharisees. Beware of the teaching of Herod. So what I'm telling you today is that the kingdom of God is limited by our religious mindset. So if you can just get this, it will not only change your life, I promise you that it will change your city. That's right, if you can get this, it will change not only your life but your city. 1 Corinthians 2, TPT, says we continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from God. So this is not my wisdom, this is from God. Hidden before now in a mystery, it is his secret plan destined before the ages. What is the secret plan? What is this secret plan? What is this secret plan? To bring us into glory full stop. The secret plan the gospel, the good news, the mystery, the thing that we continually speak of, the reason Jesus came and died, the cross of Christ is to bring us into glory. Now, if you read the Bible from this perspective, you will see from the book of Revelation, from the book of Genesis, from the book of Hebrews, from the book of John, everywhere in the Bible is saying that God has chosen a people to represent him. He has given us power. He has given us dominion. He has given us authority. And I believe the Holy Spirit is, is yearning and waiting for us to believe him. I don't think we need to be afraid of thinking too much of ourselves because everything I'm talking about, really, it requires total dependence on God. It requires total submission to God. It requires humility to receive. It's actually proud to say, oh, no, no, I don't need God. 
I need God. I'm not saying that I'm all that. I'm nothing. I'm laying face down on my face in heaven right now. I have thrown my crown at the feet of the Lord and he can do with me as he wills. He is God. He alone is God. He alone is worthy to be praised. There is one man, Christ Jesus, who is God. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is owner. He is Adonai. Adonai means owner. I am nothing. Apart from him, I can do nothing. But as I yield myself to him, as I rend my heart open and receive him, I see who I am. I am absolutely astonished. I look down and I am holding a scepter of righteousness in my hand. I look in the mirror and my eyes are a flame of fire. I listen to my voice and it is a sound of many rushing waters. I look like Jesus. The Bible says, as the Father sent me, I am sending you. So I am in submission. I am under authority. He is God. I am not God. But it's actually my false humility and my religion and my pride that keeps me from the power of God. I need to know where I end and where God begins. To mention a quote by many people, but including Kevin Zadai. I am not anything other than a son, but a son owns the kingdom. I own the kingdom. A son has everything. The Bible says, if the Father gave you Jesus, will he not also give you all other things? I have inherited everything. I have inherited everything. Heaven is mine. I own heaven because I am a son. I have received Jesus. I have received the Father. I have received the Holy Spirit. Paul says, all things are yours, things present and things to come. Paul said, John said, you don't need anyone to teach you because you have an anointing from the Father. What I'm telling you is that you need to get angry. You have received the Spirit of Jesus Christ. I mean, think about that. You, you might feel close to your brother. You might feel close to your mother. You might feel close to your business partner. But you have the very Spirit of Jesus Christ. I mean, who can be closer to you than your own spirit? Jesus Christ has given you his spirit. So your spirit is who you really are. Your mind, will and emotions is your soul. And it is a, it is a way and a gift and a way that we can communicate with the natural realm. I don't even think we really need a soul, you know, in the spirit. In fact, the Bible talks about the works of the flesh, you know, being that of the mind. And I think often our mind gets in the way. But what I'm telling you, church, I'm busting to tell you. I've been saying this for, for three years now. I've written a book about this. It's called God, Man, and I'm coming out with number two. And I'm telling you, this is the revelation that is going to bring in the end time harvest. 
This is the revelation of the Father. This is the revelation of the sons of God. This is the move of the Spirit. And it is guaranteed to release power. It is guaranteed to release signs and wonders. It is going to give the church back to Jesus. Jesus never gave the church to man. He said to Peter that he would build the church upon the rock. But Jesus said, I will build my church. So hands off, hands off his church. We don't build the church. We are responsible to preach the kingdom to the lost. Jesus said, you go and preach. I will build the church. I, Jesus, will build the church. You go and preach. In fact, I give you the keys to the kingdom. He didn't say, I give you the keys to the church. Listen, the, this is a false teaching. This is a demonic teaching. And I'm telling you, the thing that's been holding us back has been our pride. Religion does not want you to believe God. Religion does not want you to understand the kingdom. Religion does not want you to know who you are. It wants you to have a false humility and you've actually prevented yourself from operating in dominion. Dominion is a word that God is restoring and I want to honor Bill Johnson for the kingdom of God message, for the signs and wonders message, for you know heaven invading earth, which was his book. But, but God is taking it a step further and he is now re returning to the church this one thing. This one thing is the one thing that Jesus preached. This one thing is the gospel of the kingdom of God, which is not a message. It is a powerful demonstration of the sons of God. You see, Jesus walked on the water. Jesus raised the dead. Jesus healed the sick. Jesus gave us authority over all of the works of the devil. Now, when we go to church and we do our religious activity, there's a form of godliness and we're denying its power. We're, every time someone's not saved, every time someone's not healed, we have to own it. Jesus can't come back and die for our sins again. He can't come back and be whipped for our iniquities again. The chastisement for our peace is already upon him. So it is up to us. Without man, God can not. And so this isn't really a rebuke. This is a stern encouragement from a, a prophetic voice. I'm not saying I'm, I'm a prophet. I'm just I'm a son of God. I'd prefer to be a son of God than anything else. Hi, I'm Jonathan. And I'm a son of God. I'm Jonathan and I am a son of God. I stand before my father. I see his face continually. I stand before God right now. It's written in Ephesians. In Ephesians, it says that I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And there's a lot more. I've got a hundred scriptures about this in my book called God Men. So church, yes, I am shaking you. I'm loving you and squeezing you and kissing you and slapping you and saying brother and sister 
You are the Son of God. You are the daughter of God. Jesus Christ is the firstborn of many brethren. And the devil does not want you to walk in power. He is terrified because the one thing that will absolutely kick him out is the kingdom. Let me explain it this way. In one second, if you lay hands on the sick and they recover, glory to God, it's a miracle, but their body is saved. Their soul can still go to hell. But if you preach the gospel to them, they not only get their body healed because the Holy Spirit then takes over and I believe that they will be healed, that the Holy Spirit will bring life to their mortal body. But they will leave the kingdom of darkness and enter the kingdom of light. And if they understand the message of the kingdom according to Matthew 13, they will bear fruit 90, 60, and 30 times what was sown. So the devil loses one person, which is territory. Territory is people, by the way. The kingdom isn't in, you know, the kingdom is in people. Jesus clearly says that there are people who belong to Satan. They're sons of Satan. They do the will of their father, the devil, Jesus said. So anyone who's not born again is controlled by Satan, literally. To totally open to Satan. This is the kingdom. If you, re if you really want to understand the kingdom, you're going to be shocked out of religion. You cannot be religious in the kingdom. Jesus said, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. That thinking, you cannot tolerate anything, any religion, because it is yeast. When you see and understand the kingdom of God, you have to lose your religion. You cannot have any religion. And you're going to find it difficult to go to church if and when they are operating in their natural mind. Because the natural mind is the enemy of God. 1 Corinthians, oh no, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you to accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo all of them for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Now, in the kingdom, you receive that and you drink. You drink from your spirit man and you go out and you do it and you expect it. But religion will say, oh, you know, that isn't really for me. You know, that was Paul. He was a bit crazy, but I'm, I'm not so crazy as Paul. I'm, I'm more normal. No, do not water down the word of God. Anything that takes away from the power of God is not from God. It's not the kingdom. And so it says here in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, have I got it? No, here it is. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says, For we did not receive the spirit of this world system, against Satan, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand, there's that word understanding again from Matthew 13 and the parable of the kingdom. By the way, all the parables are about the kingdom. They're only parables of the kingdom. 
and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the Spirit and not with words taught by human wisdom. We join together Spirit-revealed truths with Spirit-revealed words. Someone living on an entirely human level, which is most churches, reject the revelations of God's Spirit. For they cannot make sense to them, to him. He cannot understand the revelations of the Spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the Spirit. Those who live in the Spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things, and they are subject to the scrutiny of no one but God. So that's the secret. The secret is to live in the Spirit. How do you live in the Spirit? You obey Him. You follow Him. You drink. You eat the body of Jesus. You drink the blood of Jesus. You you read the Bible. You pray in tongues. When you feel anything other than joy, you are outside of the kingdom. That doesn't mean you're not born again. But I'm telling you, if you feel discouraged, if you feel depressed, I'm telling you, it is a devil. 99% of the time, it is a devil. And you need to pray in tongues. I have found that I can pray in tongues at work. I can pray in tongues at all times and be filled with the Spirit. We need to be filled to overflowing. Jesus made disciples. Disciples are people who are disciplined. Disciples are people who obey their master and they do what their master does. Jesus needed to get up early. Jesus needed to get alone with the Father. Jesus needed to fast because there were times where he didn't eat food, yeah, and he was praying. Jesus needed to pray. Jesus needed to not get offended. So we guard our hearts and we seek first the kingdom and we pray in the spirit. For whoever has intimately known the mind of the Lord Yahweh will enough to be his counselor. Christ has and we possess Christ's perception. So there's a whole bunch in the Bible about the mind of Christ and the Holy Spirit and the government of God. Now I want you to repent. I repent. I repent for watering down the Bible. I repent for not believing. I repent and confess unbelief. I want to believe God. I humble myself. And you can say this. I humble myself and I receive your word. That word which is implanted in me and is able to save my soul. Just say that. I receive your word, Jesus. I receive your word. Lord, would you water your word in me that I may bear fruit. Help me to believe who you say that I am. And, you know, I really believe that God says that you and I are sons of God. And the, the gospel is that we are to walk in dominion. We are to walk in power. And we are to demonstrate the kingdom of God with power. And this is something that comes out of our spirit man. It doesn't come out of our mind. It comes out of our spirit man. And so your spirit will overflow and flow through your body. But you've got to believe it. Your body will resist your the Holy Spirit. Your body, Paul said, he beats his body daily lest he be disqualified. The, the Bible says those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. If we gratify the lust of the flesh, we, we're not going to please God. But it's those who put to death put to death the deeds of the flesh by the Spirit. So it's all in the Spirit. You can't stop your flesh 
in your flesh. You can't stop, you know, watching pornography or smoking or swearing or anger by doing it yourself. You can stop those things by being led by the Spirit. It's all Spirit. So don't worry about your phone bill. Don't worry about your debt. Don't worry about your your body, your needs. God has promised to meet your needs. If you seek first the kingdom, all else will be added to you. So your debt will be paid off as you're led by the Spirit. Your debt will be paid off as you are led by the Spirit. So as you seek first the kingdom, you wake up early, you pray in tongues, you go to work, you pay your bills, and the money never runs out. Because God is blessing you, because he is rebuking the devourer, because he is, the Holy Spirit is going to tell you to go to church. The Holy Spirit is going to tell you to tithe. The Holy Spirit is going to tell you, you don't need anyone to teach you. So the Holy Spirit, I know, he says in Hebrews not to forsake the gathering together. Jesus says in John to do communion. He said to wash each other's feet. So the Holy Spirit is going to lead you into all truth. So all you need is the Holy Spirit. You need to bankrupt yourself on the Holy Spirit. He is the only thing you need because as you follow him, he will lead you into all truth. He will get you out of debt. He will pay off your bills. He will provide for you. He will look after you. He will heal you in ways you don't even know. You will find social abundant life. You will find mental abundant life. You will find spiritual abundant life. You will have more money, more joy, more peace, more friends than you know what to do with. I'm I'm not promising you these things. I'm promising you what the Word of God says, and that is abundant life. I'm telling you the truth. You will receive the kingdom of God. Now, when you are in the kingdom of God, when you are in the kingdom of God, everything else is provided because it is a kingdom. It's like, you know, it's a terrible example, but it's like going to Disneyland. If you pay for that $200 ticket, unlimited, you know, VIP, you go in that gate and all of the rides are free and the food is even included in some cases so in the kingdom you are god's responsibility now so slap i slap you hands off you're not allowed to worry it's rude it's just downright rude jesus christ is your king he will provide for you he is a very good host He is a very good man. He is not making you sick. He is not harassing you. He is not delaying you. He is never going to delay a prayer. He said that my answer is yes and amen. So you and I need to believe God. In the kingdom of God, everything is yours. Things present and things to come. And so Jesus is going to meet your needs. In the kingdom of God, once you are in... You are God's responsibility. There's a health care. It's unlimited. There's finances. It's unlimited. There's food. There's spiritual food, physical food. It's unlimited. God will look after everything. It may take time down here because this world is broken, because there are devils and there are people. 
But I'm telling you the truth. You don't need to fight them. You know, you do fight them in a sense, but you fight them in the spirit. Your victory over the devil, your victory over your circumstances, this might be the best thing I say all day, your victory over your circumstances and over the devil, your overcoming of every problem that you have is only going to come through the Holy Spirit. It's not going to happen because you yell at the devil. It's not going to happen because you work hard and save up money. It's going to happen because God has already sent his word and healed you. This is the absolute truth. God has already crushed Satan. He's already made a public spectacle of him. He's already healed you. He's already provided for you. He's already found a wife or a husband for you. He's already paid for your house. But it's he leads you beside quiet waters. He leads you into all truth. He is a good father. If you ask for bread, he will not give you a stone. So as you encounter the devil, it's not so much your fighting. As you encounter a need, a financial need, it's not so much your asking as much as it's you coming into alignment with heaven. It's you agreeing with his word. In a sense, in a sense, God doesn't answer any prayers. He only answers his word. I'm going to say that again. In a sense, God doesn't answer his prayers. He your prayers, he answers his word. So when you pray, you're praying his word. You're praying, 1 John 5 says, when you ask anything according to his will, he hears us and we know that we have the things that we've asked for because he's already promised it to you. So if you're asking something that's in his will, it's also in his word because his will is in his word. His will and his word are the same. You know? So this is really, really, really good news. I want you to listen to me. I want you to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. I want you to go and like all of my videos. I want you to buy my book, King, um, God Men, Copies of God, Making a Copy of Heaven on Earth. Even that title is loaded. That title is enough to change the world. Just think about it. Copies of God making a copy of heaven on earth. I'm telling you the truth. That is enough. That is the revelation that the Spirit of Christ is bringing to the church in this era. And I'm not the only one. There are many, many other people doing this, but I am so excited to be his ambassador and so are you so i don't want you to preach religion i don't want you to preach me i don't want you to preach yourself i want you to preach christ crucified christ in us the hope of glory it is offensive one corinthians says to the natural mind it is a stumbling block to the jews who want a miracle, it is an offense to the Greek way of thinking who want logical systems, but it is the power of God. Hallelujah. So receive the power of God today 
in Jesus' name. I've been Jonathan. You've been listening. Thank you so much for your time.